What is up, everybody? It's your boy Flash from ALWT Gaming, aka Malachi36. I am here with It's the Nine Ball. How are you doing, man? Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's tired. <I'm> okay. <laughs> That's what it is. He's tired. Uh, but he's okay. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Right. <clears throat> Just reading some news real quick. All right, all right. Um, and I am going to mute myself as Mildewy Carrot takes over and introduces what he's been doing for the day. My wife's calling. <laughs> oh, not much. Just, you know, got off of work. Been getting back onto some Conan again and um, been playing a lot of Phasmophobia with It's the Nine Ball, Hey, It's Abs, and uh, Gravity Mark II. Fortunately, couldn't be here with us today. Um, but yeah, you know, we've just been having a lot of fun, just, you know, chillaxing, enjoying the winter holidays. Kind of really not, I'm kind of really not planning too much heavy stuff because I'm going to wait for the New Year's to start doing that kind of just in that chill point you know just saying like all right let's just you know, end this year get it over with let's get 2021 20, over go into 2022 hopefully it's better and bigger you know am i right nine ball yeah <laughs> no, no, stuff, he no, is stuff. really interested on that news guys what are you reading over there nine ball what you got um, while well, we're waiting for our dear uh Malachi 36 blizzard qa staff joins walkout as raven software strike continues that doesn't surprise me. Does not surprise me that that's going on. Yeah. Hey. At all. Mm. Blizzard just Blizzard, Activision, all of them. They just really got to get themselves together. Um. Like, I know yeah. there's there's they've written stuff saying they're doing stuff. Like, oh, we're working on. They're not they're doing, doing it. They did they. From what I've been reading, is they're doing the same stuff that they've done before. They need to fire that guy. They, a lot of people are calling. They just need to replace the people at top. And actually, one of the articles I read was on MSN. I'm like, even the MSN people are saying get rid of them. <laughs> I'm like, that is mm, interesting. It's it that's a mess. I'm yeah. I was checking out a couple of news, reading that, and. Getting a lot of actually stuff about Arcane, which for me, like I said, that show was a ten out of ten. It's worth a watch. I'm giving it a ten. I'm going up on the ratings on that one. I still have to watch that show. Like I, it's on yeah. my list to watch. I just have not. Um... That and Battlefield 2042 has been showing up, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's. A, I mean, to be honest, everyone was expecting like a huge hype, and I was kind of expecting like, all right, it's another. You know, it's an upgraded version of like Warzone, so everyone's going to be going over to it. But apparently, it just it fell so hard. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to it. I don't play it. Um, I barely play Warzone enough, so I'm not too concerned about it. But you know, it it's very surprising that a game that people were expecting to do well flopped as hard as it as that one did. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's not doing well at all. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I Activision know. sucks. That's that's all it is. Activision just sucks. <laughs> I know I came in like towards the tail end of that conversation, but I, that I, I know very it, tail end. But we know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Activision <laughs> just sucks right now. But uh, in a couple days, we have um, well, in a couple days, we actually have the VGAs that's going to be happening. For anyone that is curious about what that is, that's Video Game Awards. Um, what is it? Video Game Awards. 
And, oh. uh, <laughs> and yeah, so what's, what, what's a video game? It's a video game. Uh, it's a game that is video, okay? So, so what's going to happen? What? That exists? Jeff Keighley is going to have... We're giving awards to them? Jeff Keighley is going to have his event. He's been doing this, I think, for about the for the past like four or five years now. Maybe a little bit longer. Um, and we're going to be having different uh, categories, all that good stuff. We've already kind of been sprinkling our thoughts about... Um, each category, what we think was going to win for the past like two or three weeks now for the ALWT Gaming. Uh, today, we're going to kind of go a little bit further into that. It's going to, we have 15 categories remaining. We're going to do most of them. We're not going to do all of them, but we're going to do most of them. But before we do that, I did want to bring this up because but earlier in the year, I want to say like probably like halfway through the year actually, us three who happened to be on the stream had mentioned that we wanted to predict what's going to be at the Video Game Awards. And that was like, what, back in November, October? Oh, it was, it was earlier than that. I think it was like literally, let me see when the last update was, actually, because now you got me curious. Let me take a look at that. Properties. All I know is like... You no, know, no, you're right. Made... It was October uh, October 12th is when we did okay. it. Okay, it was October. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I, was like, I, I know we didn't do it at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, definitely not, yeah. <laughs> I was like... By the way, we're going to predict the VGAs now for games that haven't even come out yet. No. Exactly. Yeah, we're just that good. Um, but yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> I see it all. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so... so Nine we went up there shaking that. an eight ball going, you're not better than me, but tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so we went ahead and, we went ahead and uh, made some predictions, and some of them, we have three likelies to seize. We have two... Uh, Gatorade get hype moments, and we have one that more than likely would not be there. But if that happens, OMG, that's what that category is. Uh, and of course, you, you get a point for every one that you get correct on here. Um, and then for that bonus one, if you get that on the nose, like if you get it, 10 points, easy. So, looking at Mildewy Carrots list right now, he has what we I pulled a Malachi, by the way. What, what we believe we're going to see <laughs> is Dragon Age 4. A trailer with no gameplay and year reveal. Then he has Mass Effect 4, trailer, no gameplay, year reveal. Then he has Elden Ring, more details, more details, gameplay slash trailer. Those are his three likely to sees. His Gatorade get hype moments are Last of Us Factions announcement and Silent Hill reboot announcements. And then his one in a million chance that this will happen is Guard reboot announcements. That is Mildewy Care in a nutshell. We have It's the Nine Ball have a Coda remake. This is Likely's Coda remake trailer gameplay with gameplay and year reveal. He has Plague's Tale 2 release date gameplay. He has Hellblade 2 release date gameplay late 2022 release year. And his Gatorade to get hype moments are Starfield gameplay and Metal Gear Solid remake short trailer. That's, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> and then his one in a million is Elder Scrolls Six. That's all it says, just Elder Scrolls Six. And then you have me, which I already failed. Uh, <laughs> but I have Saints Row trailer gameplay. I can still get points for those, but no information on the delay. Technically, technically, I failed because they did delay it. Now, was that the VGAs? But they did delay it, so I'll play by the rules. 
Um, How much you want to bet they're going to play a video, show the game trailer, but said, by the way, just as a reminder, it's delayed. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. That would suck. Final Fantasy 16 release date, more gameplay. Final Fantasy 7 remake announcement, release year. Those are my likelies. My unlikely, or not unlikely, my Gatorade get, get hype moments is Power Rangers Open World Multiplayer Xbox Exclusive Release Year Game Pass Title. Um, and then Spider-Man 2 gameplay trailer. And then the bonus, which is the Gatorade, or is the one in a million, is Legend of Dragoon Remake release year and is a PlayStation exclusive. So that's our prediction that we want to see this coming Thursday for the VGAs. Uh, but before we go inside that, let's dive. Well, before we dive inside the, the topics, everything like that, once again, Thank you very much, everybody, that's been tuning in. This is episode 76 of Alt Things Gaming, which is episode 52, 62 for uh, for Anchor and Spotify. So thank you very much again. Um, if you guys want to follow us, make sure you guys are checking us out on social media platforms, such as uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of that. Just type in ALWT Gaming, which stands for At Least You Try Gaming, which you can use to look on YouTube if you have trouble finding us by ALWC Gaming. Um, and then lastly, make sure you guys are going to rep sports, reppsports.com. If you guys like raise energy drinks, um, get 15% off. Just type in ALWT Gaming at checkout and get 15% off. Just works like that. No sugar. So, Aww. going on over here to best action adventure game. So, here's, here's, here's how the list looks. Let me go ahead and pin this real quick. Pin this bad boy. Alright, we have Marvel's, Gal- uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, we have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. So when we think about this, when we think about the best action adventure game, which is the, for the best action adventure combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, who do you th- guys think is going to take this one? We're going to start with you, Mildew Carrot. Because it's act, it's um, combat with traversal and puzzle solving. I'm gonna really kind of put it to Psychonauts too, because that's kind of one of their aspects of the game is puzzle solving. Anyway, now the other one that I think could definitely do it is Metroid Dread, because Metroid has always had a history of puzzles in their game. Of like cryptic things that you can find and do and get extra power-ups or boosts by finding them by doing little hidden things off to the side instead of just going on the main storyline um i haven't played dread so i don't know if they kept up that aspect very much um but i definitely know that it's kind of like one of the concepts of psychonauts is solving puzzles and stuff to even go through the main storyline itself so I'm gonna give that to Psychonauts too. Heard that? Nine ball. I'm uh do the same, but in reverse. I think it's gonna be dread. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I was looking at them and I was trying to figure out which one. I think Marvel's of the Galaxy is known more for its story than anything. Mm. Um Village, no. It's, it's, it's I mean puzzles. I mean there's some but it's I mean don't get me wrong it's not a bad game but it, it's sort of action adventure but it's more horror than action adventure. I don't think it's that one at all. Um 
It is puzzles in there, though. I'm going to say Nintendo's got to win something, so we're going to go with Metroid Dread. Psychonauts is a close contender because of how the games are set up. And since you go into people's minds, mm-hmm. it makes them very interesting puzzles to solve. So, I, Metroid Dread for me. And I actually am right there with you there, uh, Nine Ball. I, I believe it's Metroid Dread followed by Psychonauts as well. Um, Marvel's Ooh. Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that that... Uh, I think that that's more Final Fantasy esque than it is a puzzle game. To where Final Fantasy VII original and the remake are more strategy than puzzle. I know that's kind of like a close, like, like almost like apples to apples. It's almost something like that, but it really isn't. It's, it's, it, there's a difference between strategy and puzzle games when it comes down to the gaming genre. And I think Metroid Dread has more puzzles. Um, uh, same thing. And then for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I think there's a few mini games and stuff like that that's that's puzzle like but i think that one's identified more as a platformer than a puzzle game um same thing for uh you hit hit it right on the head with a resident evil village i don't think that's i mean i've i've noticed that there's a couple puzzles in the demo that me and gravity mark had played so obviously there's puzzles there but it's always puzzles in resident evil games yeah yeah but it's just it's not i wouldn't i wouldn't classify that as a action I mean, I, I guess it's action adventure when I look at the category itself, but it's well, not. Well, it gets action adventure a lot towards the end. I don't really think it's going to be like. I don't think it it's doesn't right. combine combat with traversal and puzzle solving, though. Yeah. That's the reason why I think Cycle Nuts is guys, because like Trevin, like Nineball said there, is that. Psychonauts, you go into people's mind, you have to solve the puzzles of their mind and all knowing that, but like just the puzzles of getting to those places. Like it's very platformer puzzle puzzle action combat based. So I feel like that's why I feel like at least Psychonauts, but I definitely agree Metroid Dread is a strong contender mm-hmm. there with that. Yeah. So best be interesting to see what the audience says. Best role-playing game, which is for the best game design with rich player character to customization and progression included massively multiplayer experiences. We have Cyberpunk 2077, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5, and Tales of Arise. This one confuses me by the way that they... Yeah, by the way they word it. This yeah. Is, yeah. It makes it a lot harder than what it is. Because yeah. by, by that logic, especially that last sentence, including massively multiplayer experiences, there's only one. And that's Monster Hunter Rise. The multiplayer for Cyberpunk isn't even out yet. Mm-mm. It's, I mean, I don't know about rich multiplayer. Does it have customization on Rise? Yeah, so yeah. The customization you can, you... is you can change your character up and all. The customization is based a lot on the armor sets and builds on with the armors and the weapons. So you can customize. So you can mix. So you've got five pieces of uh, armor: um, head, chest, arms, waist, and um, greaves. And then you got your weapon. You've got a trinket that you can um, have as well. And you can modify each of those to create different things. And each piece of armor has different ability sets to them. And there's a lot of different abilities in the game. So there is a lot of customizations with the armors in there um, to kind of offset the standard thought of role-playing, which is where it's like, all right, now I'm going to bump up my character's strength and all. It's like, no, it's all based on your armor set and what you've gathered, crafted, and built. Yeah, and even like even with that being said, like there's customization in two of these games. Like Cyberpunk 
full customization of your person. You barely see them, but full customization. And then Monster Hunter Rise, even aside from the armor, you can still create your person how you want him to look to a degree mm-hmm. with presets and everything like that. You can even change your companions of how they look and everything like that. So, but I don't think you can switch your person in Scar- Scarlet Nexus or Tales of Arise. I'm, Shin Megami Tensei Five is up there in the air for me, but I'm pretty sure Scarlet I Nexus has. I want to play Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yeah, I do. But, too. but the but thing I think those... it's the same with Shin Megami say, Tales of Arise and Scarlet Nexus is that I, Shin Megami is set, set to the you set to the one person. Yeah, Tales of Arise you're set to the one, but I, one or the other, and then same with. But Scarlet. I know with Shin Megami Tensei is a lot with relationships with beings. You can go through, from what I'm understanding, a Shin Megami Tensei without fighting, and you can actually recruit the villains, some of the demons. Yeah, 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 and that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's there's a lot of and, that, in and I, I get all of that. But the thing is, by this description, what they're saying. Yeah. None of them really actually match what they're what they're saying. I, obviously, we know what role playing games are, and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to have customization and stuff like that technically in it. But just the way that they worded this, especially that last, uh, yeah, it, the last it's, sentence is just really weird. But that aside, nine ball, starting with you, what do you think is taking that sweep? Okay, so I'm gonna ignore what this says up here, and <laughs> I'm gonna just. Going off this list here, this is actually a very good list of games. Two of them I haven't really touched. I got Scarlet, but because Xbox doesn't recognize my other hard drive for whatever reason every once in a while, I haven't really got a chance to play it. Yeah, yeah Game I Pass. Can... It should be on your PC for Game Pass. It is. I got it downloaded, but Xbox sometimes doesn't see my hard drive. Interesting. I don't know why. It, I don't know why. It does. I know I got more than one, so it just acts weird. If Cyberpunk came out working, it would have been a viable contender, but it didn't come out working. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go with Tales of Arise for this one. I think, to be honest, like everybody said, I've heard a lot of nothing but praise for Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise, the Tales series, was always, like most people say, it was a B-tier game for a while. I mean, it had its gems. Tales of Berseria was one of them. I'm playing Tales of Zisteria, but that's okay. It's it's more of your typical style of anime-style game. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's nothing that really sticks it out like a Final Fantasy or something. But from what I've caught from Tales of Arise, people saying that's the one that's getting it, that finally pushed it into you know, the top tier of, you know, role-playing games. So I'm going to go with Tales of Arise for this one. Heard that. Mildewy. So, I mean, I definitely agree with Nineball. I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Tales of Arise. Shin Megansi, I think, is a really good one. Scarlet Nexus, what I'm saying is, is you've got your one character, and each character's got, like, their own ability sets, and then you can kind of semi-modify them around kind of like Borderlands in a way, but it's like other than that, you don't really have too much customizations, maybe some skins and stuff that you can get. Other than that, really not much in there. Shin Megansi, I haven't really dug into because I'm still saving it as a surprise for me because I really want to play that game. <laughs> but um, in terms of just like a role-playing aspect, like if you just think of RPG, I would definitely have to say probably Tales of Arise would take it. But I'm going to go off of what they're stating here <laughs> in terms of the games. <laughs> And I'm definitely going with my Monster Hunter Rise. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. okay. I am actually in agreement with Nineball. I, I not only do I think that Tales of Rise 
will win it, I think that they deserve to win it for a couple things. One, that game was something that was like, all right, we don't know if this is going to hit or not. And not only did it hit, but it hit in a major way. Two, it's a long game and people are still impressed. There's so much to do in it. There's so much to do just in general. They also incorporated Kirito and Asuna from Sword Art Online. Yeah, I, yeah, I was wondering if you saw that. Every time, every time I look at this <laughs> game, I'm like, I want to pick you up right now, but I can't because I don't have 70 hours to put in this game right now. <laughs> and and, and think, then really think about that. This is a 70 hour plus game. You're you're pretty much getting your money's worth. This is a $70 game. You're getting a dollar per hour <laughs> of, of gameplay on this thing. And on top of that, they have I don't know how many hours I put into Monster on Horizon still enjoying it. <laughs> but and and they also have again Asuna and Kitty. Like, every time I look at this, I literally am like this is an anime and video game form and I want to play it so bad and I just haven't just because of the time. So I do think that they've done something, like like both of you guys said, I have not heard a single, single bad thing. The only caveat that I heard that was bad about this, which is not even a bad thing, was that it's a very long game, so you, so people can't beat it in a weekend. That's that's the only caveat. And at that point, it's just like it's not meant to beat in a weekend, so is it even really a bad thing? No. Like, it's giving you longevity in a game. And that's that, I think, is, is really impressive. Like, that's something that... Rivals to me, this latest game was the Tales of Arise, which I haven't even touched it yet. But it does rival a Final Fantasy for me in general. Like I, I love that idea of what they're doing. I love how the incorporation of Sword Art Online, which is my favorite anime of all time, just all that stuff together. I think they deserve to win this. I think Cyberpunk would be in discussion if, like Nambo said, if it had a good launch, it had a horrendous launch, and mm-hmm. and it should be in Game of the Year discussion. But it's not even a Game of the Year contender. It's just barely making it for a best role-playing game. So I think that Tales of Arise should take this one. Um, This one is best fighting game. So we have <laughs> Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, The Hinokami Chronicles, Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood, Type Lumina, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, and Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. I... I think all right. So here I'm going to give the I, what I think is going to be the likely winner, and I'm going to bl- give you one that I think that w- wouldn't shock me if it does end up becoming the winner. And the one that I think is going to be the likely winner is going to be Guilty Gear Strive. That's what I think is going to happen. I think that has a such a huge, like I've heard pretty good st- stuff about that game too as well, and just has a, such a huge following, such a huge uh, fan base behind it. You don't see Mortal Kombat up here. You don't see uh, Street Fighter up here. Nickelodeon All-Stars, even though that's like a little fun Super Smash Brothers spinoff game. Let's be serious. Let's be real. It's not going to win anything. Um, Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. I've been getting more inside of the Virtual Fighters actually not too long ago. But even with that one, it's just more like, a, all right, that's fun for like a party game. It's nothing anything too drastic. Haven't seen anything for Melty Blood, so I don't know how that game plays out, but I know that looking at these name titles, Guilty Gear is the one that sticks out to me the most. The one that I wouldn't be surprised if it does end up winning it would be Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Um, Though the story is uh, one for one directly from the anime and you're playing as Tanjiro through, um, 
which I honestly I do enjoy. I do uh, I do appreciate that. There's other games that's done that. Obviously, Dragon Ball Z, all, pretty much anything that's an anime based game is going to. Dragon Ball overdid it. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> yeah, but but I will say that the gameplay for Demon Slayer is so beautiful, so satisfying. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Um, and I just don't know anyone that's inside the fighting genre that's just like played nothing but fighting games. I don't. I'm kind. I think. I think the decision on that one split when it comes to Demon Slayer. That some people love it, and then some people are just not a fan of the arena fighter. I don't know, but I, but they were well enough to make it. in, in here, like Demon Slayer came out in October, and it's already inside uh, fighting game of the year. Like that's that's saying something. So I wouldn't be surprised if Demon Slayer takes it. But I think the likely answer is going to be Guilty uh, Gear Strive Nine Ball. Ooh, this one's a tough one, and it's between Guilty Gear Striver, Melty Blood type Lumina. Both use the arc style. Both use arc style combat, which is becoming more and more prevalent. You're seeing it in the new League of Legends games. Um, Dragon Ball Z Fighters. I think yeah, it's in Dragon Ball Z Fighters, but they use that style, and I think it's going to be Guilty Gear. But I wouldn't be surprised if Melty Blood takes it. It's been a lot of hype around it, and I've seen it a lot in fighting. I forgot the... I have Team Shade or something. I can't remember the name of the streamer. He streams only fighting games, and he does, like, the entire fighting game circuits. You've seen a lot of Melty Blood. I might have to go for Melty Blood. I've seen a lot of Melty Blood in there. Uh, It's been played a whole lot. Um, Also, Guilty Gear... I'm a, this is, uh, I'm going to say Melty Blood. I, I want to say Guilty Gear, Stripe, but Melty Blood, I'm thinking may edge it out. I wouldn't be surprised if Guilty Gear wins, but I think Melty Blood might take it. Heard that. Mill Dewey. Nickelodeon All Stars, get your serious games and get out of here. <laughs> Is that really your pick? I'm actually, yeah, I'm really doing that. I'm just doing a crap shot on this one. I don't play fighting games much, but I just took one look at it and I just laughed my ass off. I'm like, don't, I'm picking that. <laughs> I'm just picking it. Don't get me wrong. I've been looking at some of these games that you've been talking about, but it's just fighting games just really have never spoken to me that well. Um, if I had to pick one though for being serious. I would actually probably have to pick Guilty Gear Strive just because it looks like it's got kind of a bit more interesting um, story concept to it and also pretty good fighting mechanics to it as well. But like I said, I didn't really want to go serious with this category, so I chose Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl just because I wanted to. <laughs> I, heard that. <laughs> I, I, I love Nickelodeon and that just, I just see SpongeBob and Patrick just I'm like, I, I, I got to. <laughs> um childhood right there and i'm just being stupid <laughs> on speaking of childhood best family game is the next category it's going to be on you but i do want i do want to make a note of this so it takes two mario party superstars new pokemon snap mario 3d world browsers fury you just call this in the no section and warrior where it gets together well normally it is but you see it takes, it takes two is two. there yeah. So, I'm going now. Here's the thing. Here's one thing I will always say is that best family game. I've I perceived it of two different ways. Like how they say it right now is the for the best game appropriate for a family to play, uh, irrespective of the genre or platform. 
Okay, cool. The way I've always looked at family games is not necessarily just appropriate to play, but also a game that you can play with your family. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the way I've always looked at it. I haven't... Obviously, I feel like it's kind of a given that if it's a family game, it should be G-rated PG at the most. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I'm just kind of curious as to how this is going to swing because all these are appropriate for families, but I think that It Takes Two can go to... As much as I want it to be It Takes Two, I have a feeling that it's going to be like a little too deep as far as their messaging goes. So it just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of kind of is... Uh, it's kind of up in the air, but before I go ahead and say my stuff, Mildew Care, it's on you. What do you think is going to take this one? Because we're talking about a family game that is appropriate for family play, I kind of agree with you. Family play meaning it's got two it's got two meanings to it. It's either stuff that just the entire family can play of itself, either together or separate, or one is where the family can play as a whole together. Um, there's a lot of good games in here um, tr- for that aspect. It takes two. Mario Party Superstore, Pokemon Snap, um, the Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. I was never a big fan of WarioWare. Um, I hear it's got some good readings, but I'm not writing it up there at all because Wario is very weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the WarioWare stuff is very... It's very unique in terms of its gameplay style and everything. So... I don't think that one's going to take anything at all. If I'm going to go off of best family in terms of something that a family can play either to kind of together or, you know, separately and still have a good time enjoy and really get stuff out of it takes two. It's going to take that one for sure. But if we're going off of the introspective of if it's a family game tour, we're talking like family party, sit down, family style, family fun, Mario party superstars. Dang it. Because Mario Party Superstars just has a history of just creating that fun time for everyone with mini games, the boards, you know, team based. You know, it's got a lot of customization there where a family can have a lot of fun together, or even not even just a family. Like there's times where like you know you, me, uh, at, hey, it's Abs and Gravity got together and we played with um, TV for Vest. We were playing um, the Mario Party on our um, old GameCube system. Like we did that before COVID and all like, and we were having fun with it because it's just that much fun. So it really comes down to like how we're determining the, um, the definition of family. And this is one where I'm going to be going as literally of the aspect of being, I mean, cause they, here's the thing. They throw in that little, that little at the tip on the irrespective of genre or platform. Most of these are on Nintendo, so there's only on one platform, except for <laughs> it takes two. Yeah. So it kind of they're kind of it's almost like they're thinking that they're going to make it do it's takes two to begin with. But to be honest, when I'm thinking of a true family family game, which is the definition I'm going to go off of, I'm going to go with Mario Super Party Superstars. Nine ball. God dang it! You're right. <laughs> I wanted to say it takes two so bad. Ah. Mm. <sighs> Yeah, I'm gonna go Mario Party Superstars. I'm not proud of it, but I, I, I'm not either. But like I said, it really depends on that definition. <laughs> if, if we do the other definition, we're all it takes two, and it's gonna take it for sure. God, but I, I don't think this, that's the this... definition they're doing. I don't. I don't know who did this site, but whoever wrote those definitions, they need to work on their verbiage. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because I don't see anybody. I don't see a lot of doing Pokemon Snap or. Well, it didn't. I mean, also, on top of that, it didn't score that well. 
Like no, I, I, I think it got on Metacritic, which we'll go over here in a minute. I think it got one point or a couple points. It got ten yeah. points. It got ten points. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the. I'm actually, looking at our gaming league right it now. It was actually gotcha. better than the original 64 version, I think, but it wasn't one that's because Snap is very single player based. Yeah, yeah, you could kind of have fun, just you know, mom and dad maybe sitting around the young kid, like saying, "Oh, look, there's a Pokemon there," and you try and get the picture and all. But in terms of actually playing together, it doesn't really do that. It can be fun when you're kind of just sitting there and kind of looking at the Pokemon world. But I, like I said, I think that's with kind of like younger kids. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go off a normal family, not sometimes my dysfunctional family. We have to say superstars. <laughs> How are we going to solve this? Superstars. <laughs> I, I'm kind of I'm kind of in this. I, actually, not kind of. I'm in the same boat as you guys, both of you guys. I want It Takes Two to win. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win, <laughs> but I do think it's going to be Mario Party Superstars. You guys said all the examples, too, as well. So there's not m- much for me to beat the dead horse with. But, um... But yeah, yeah, that's you could take a couple of whacks at it. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just kind of where I'm at right there. Mario Superstars. I wanted to be it takes two, but I think Mario Superstars is going to take it. Um, best sim slash strategy game, and this one's going to be on Mil- uh, it's the nine ball. Age of Empires four, Evil Genius two, World Domination, Humankind, encryption, uh, inscription, or Microsoft Flight Simulator nine ball. I'm gonna have to go with flight simulator. I I really okay. I want to say inscription. I really want to say inscription. Okay. I really do, but the photorealism of the sound and I see people play it. How people play it. To be honest, you know what? I'm going with inscription. I already tortured myself in the last one. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'm going with inscription. So I'm not put up with that stress. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sacrificing myself any lower. Mm. We're not lowering the bar. <laughs> raise it. Raise it. Like the raise energy drink you guys can get from Red Sports. Sorry, PPSports.com. Type it up to give me a check out. Get fifty percent off. Yeah, we're going. Well, I'm going with inscription. I, okay. The gameplay looks unique. It's very good looking. I still have not played mine. I've seen a lot of streamers play it. And I can't wait to try mine out. As soon as I get through with this, um, what is that? Fatal Frame. Yeah, I'm about through with it. Hopefully about through with it. <laughs> right there. Mill, do we it? So, I would go with Nine Ball on Inscription because of what I've seen and all. But I don't think it's going to beat out my Age of Empires. <laughs> I, you're talking about real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy games. Yes, Flight Simulator apparently has got some really good, you know, graphics, good mechanics, controls for flight simulation and all that, but that's really kind of all it is. That's all you do is you just get in the air, fly around, and have some fun. Enjoy the scenery. Not much there, in my opinion. But that's me. Age of Empires is real-time strategy to where you're having to... Not only does it have storylines for it, to where you can go through, like, you know, pretty much a lot of good... um, A lot of games, too. But, um... It's got a really good storyline to where you're going through, able to, you know, play as different rate, you know, different um, campaigns, different groups, and all as you go through time. At least what they did in Age of Empires three, as you walk through three different timelines of zones with campaigns and different, you know, people as you went from medieval ages up to revolutionary age. So I'm pretty sure they're doing something similar to that in Age of Empires four. Not only that, but just the multiplayer aspect is just a lot of fun too. 
in just terms of combat base maps you know just groups abilities and everything you've got a lot of thought and choices there I probably would have said humankind, but from what I've been hearing, it kind of almost feels a bit similarish to Civ Six, and I haven't heard good or bad things about it, to be honest. So it's kind of just kind of a flat point right now, even though it's kind of hyped. Um, Evil Genius Two, I've got Evil Genius One, and it's a lot of fun being like just trying to like take over the world and all, and playing out your bases and everything. Um, but I just feel like Age of Empires has got this because they've been just doing it for so long and just kept going and kept building on it and they've got everything and I mean the only other real thing that can cinch this is come on guys trebuchet video that's really all I had to say but I wanted to put more in there but I just you know trebuchet video right there closing it <laughs> um, I'm actually I'm actually in agreement with uh, Mildred Carrot I think that Edge of Empires is going to be the one to take it um I, I obviously a lot of people's been talking about Flight Simulator. Part part of that is just because um, Microsoft, uh, Xbox has been pushing that so heavy, so heavy. Um, but at the same time, one of the uh, one of the reasons, even aside from that, one of the reasons why I don't think Microsoft Flight Simulator is going to win is because for one simple fact, it was in there last year. It was in the conversation last year for the same category. Um, maybe even one. So I think that the developers are going to look at it and be like, well, it won last year. Or it was a nominated last year. Let's go ahead and give it to Age of Empires. Uh, you heard nothing but great things about Age of Empire 4. Um, I haven't heard any critiques about it at all. It's it's the definition of best sim strategy game. And same thing, like, I think Microsoft Flight Simulator is a cool idea. Maybe try it for like a couple hours or so. But unless they incorporate some Ace Combat crossover in that i don't see what's so appealing about flight simulator i just flat out don't like you're not racing unless they do include flight races in there that'd be cool but other than outside of that you're not racing it's not like horizon or grand theft auto or grand theft auto grand turismo it's nothing like that you're not there's no action in it you're just flying and that's it so unless you're specialist uh unless your profession is going to be an air pilot i don't i don't understand why so many people are hyped about microsoft flight simulator the way that it is yeah i that that one just i was like, oh, oh, such a wonderful simulation game i'm like you have to be a very special person to play that game and mm-hmm. have and truly get like thousands of hours in there <laughs> i know Snyder plays in a half thousand of hours i believe it i believe it it doesn't surprise uh, me like i said it really doesn't surprise me but it's not my cup of tea for the best sports and racing game, this is a given. I already we already know who's going to win this one, but I'm going to go over it Wait, anyway. Yeah, I about to say, tell Wait, them. Yeah, it's it's a Hot Wheels Unleashed, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> F1 2021, FIFA there 22, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Riders Republic. It's Forza Horizon 5. Forza Horizon. No, 5 Hot Wheels Unleashed. It's Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, the, I mean, for, <laughs> like looking at it right now on Metacritic right now, Forza Horizon. Who who has a Forza Horizon? It was you right? Yeah, it was me. Okay, yeah, so Forza Horizon got an uh, got him ninety two points. Got him well uh, scored a ninety two, so got him twenty four points on our little fantasy gaming league. That's the most points out of all the games that's on our league. Period. All of them. That thing scored. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and it, and I know it comes down to open worldness, the racing, the 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 way that the uh, system just knows it's already you. I didn't type in my name 
I didn't type in my name when I first started Forza Horizon. And they're like, hey, Cameron. Like, they, they literally said it in there. Now, did Mark Zuckerberg Again? get a little bit of that? You know what I mean? Was, is the meta already in this? It's, Possibly. It's the beginning of Skynet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, I kid you not. I, I'm not even joking. I literally did not type in my name. Like, the only way that they really got the information... from the system. It was, but, well, it was, even that is not in the system, but it, but the only way they could know that is if they got it from my Xbox information on my well, that's profile. Yeah. That's what I meant. It's like they read it from there. Yeah. They tapped into it and got but, it from the... Account. But even then, it's not like I spoke inside the, the thing. Like, what if my name was, like, Owalu or something like that? Would they pronounce it that way? Because they said it very, very perfectly. And, yeah, but anyway... It, I say that to say that there's there's definitely a lot of intensiveness that's inside the Forza Horizon Five. Um, me personally, you guys already know, I would prefer it to be FIFA 22, but I would prefer it to be FIFA 22, not underneath EA, because EA right now is just I don't think that EA deserves as much credit as how, how they were before in the past when they had Bioware in the earlier stages or. Uh, just in general, like EA's been making some very questionable decisions, and when it comes to the sports games, it they barely make any changes to it. FIFA twenty two. Yeah, EA's barely made any good decisions, and this was before COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like now, granted, I do like the FIFA games that has been coming out, and there has been uh, whoever is whatever team, which it looks like EA Vancouver has been the one that's been working on FIFA in general. That one seems to be one that's working, but even then I feel I can feel the wheels kind of sticking to where it's just like, all right, 22 is actually really good. Is 23 going to be just the same as 22, or what are they going to do different there? Like that's kind of where it's at for that. Uh, Madden had fallen off a while ago. Madden had been a disappointment for the past couple of years now, but FIFA's still hanging in there. And which is why it's here right now, best or racing uh, sports game period for the year. Uh, but when you look at this list, Forza Horizon Five easily takes it. Why wow, he just picked fourth? <laughs> uh, nine ball. <laughs> what? It's on you. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Uh, unless you guys all agree with me, you guys will move on the next one. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. Everybody knows it's fours. I was just kidding. <laughs> do you, do, is that your agreeance there too, uh, Mildewy? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going with Hot Wheels. Uh, yeah. No, I just want to go with Hot Wheels just because I want to. You know, nothing like that T Rex play set, you know, where it just goes around and around and then eventually gets chomped on by the Rex and all that. Like it's, yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> Best multiplayer. This one has six categories in it. We have six Back games. for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, Valheim. Hmm. So I want to start with Mildewy Carry on this one. I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> Valheim. <laughs> you think it's Valheim? The reason I'm saying that is because we're talking about online multiplayer. You know, it's not saying just... Because the thing with It Takes Two is, if I remember right, I think It Takes Two is pretty much local co-op. No, play. no, you can, you can play... No, it, it can, you can play with a random person online? Yeah. Okay. Because it's the same That's people good. that made uh, No Way Out or A Way Out or whatever. And, okay. And yeah, cool. I, I did that with, yeah. All right, cool. Well, I would definitely probably say it could be It Takes Two. But Valheim just has a really good, I mean, even when we played it, like there's just so much you can do and just randomly do with the multiplayer aspect in Valheim in terms of building, crafting, going anywhere, fighting creatures, fighting bosses, sailing around, having fun. 
Um, it takes two is definitely a good one in terms of just it's very story based and all towards like you can you know just go in play with your friends solve the puzzles go through it and all but it's very linear in a way if I remember right Valheim though is very open world to where you can go anywhere and not only that but each world is different so it's based off of a it's based off a random map um, simulator every time you make a new world it's got a different seed for that world so you're not going into the same world anytime but not only that what I like about Valheim too is if I've got a character that I've been playing with and doing really well and my friend needs help I can bring that character that's doing well into their world to help them out you know I don't have to make a new character I don't have to adjust myself down to their level and people are like well that's cheating I'm like not really because you can't craft anything like in their world that's they haven't already unlocked or gotten to you know, you can just come in and be uh, like kind of like a shield guardian to help them get to where they're going if they're really struggling. Um, I would have said Monster Hunter Rise for co-op play because I love that game. Just playing online, the community's pretty good. You know, I don't really get a lot of negative people with that in terms of multiplayer capabilities. But the problem I have with Monster Hunter Rise is Nintendo doesn't know what online chat is. <laughs> so sorry, but you lost. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not going to talk about the Q simulator from Amazon. You know, that one just, I don't know why it's there. <laughs> Knockout said ye, I heard, is okay. But, yeah, Back from Blood is good. But you can, it's, I feel like that one's 50-50 to where you can get those people that are trolling or where you can get the good ones who play or the ones who are just over the top going, like, why the hell are you doing this, you know? Um, so between the two, I would definitely say it's between, it takes two or Valheim, but I'm going with Valheim with my random logic that I just spit out and don't remember now. <laughs> I, Anyways, nine ball next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was about to say for me, I actually would say, I think it's either going to be knockout city or new world, believe it or not. I really do think it's going to be both of those. Cause even though new world had a pretty bad, uh, launch as far as like only having 2000 servers or, or whatever that the, was that had happened, Ultimately, people that got into New World and was able to play it really, 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 really enjoyed it until just recently when they... Yeah, used, that new patch came in. Yeah, but I think that new patch ca- came in after a majority of these votes have already been casted. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't... I th- That's what I think is kind of going on here. Um, obviously, we can vote as consumers and outside looking in, but our votes really don't matter. It's, it only matters on a ca- couple of categories unless there's like... They're both 49%, 49%, and they need that hump to get over. Then our vote would count. Outside of that, our votes don't really matter. Um, so I think I think that – I do think that the hype that Knockout City had at launch and people still continuously playing it. Like I'm still seeing on social media right now where people be like, I don't know why I haven't played Knockout City in so long. Like this is an awesome game, and they just have they just have a good such a good time with it. I think that Knockout City might win it, but I wouldn't be surprised if New World does. Um, Valheim, I know that that was a good starting launch, obviously, but I think the problem with Valheim is that it came, it's just like a lot of these games that come out in the, earlier in the year, it's kind of forgotten. Like, it's like you had a good time with it, it shined, and then that was it. And then when you see it here, you're like, oh yeah. And then you have to think about your time there, unless it like was really a lasting impression. That's kind of where I think that Valheim won't win it. And that's probably <coughs> a couple only reasons. Um, it takes two. I think it was a good experience, multiplayer experience. But again, you only have two people. You, you only play that game multiplayer. 
But um, that one is one that again, like, I think that's a good that's a good like just one off like one on one. But I don't think it's going to win anything massive. Back for Blood. Uh, I know it started off good, but I know the biggest thing that I hear about Back for Blood is that it's just Left for Dead, just in a different coding. That's really all it is. Monster Hunter Rise again, same thing. I heard that really good. Uh, I mean, I, I own the game, but it's just one of those games where it's just like it, it has good gameplay, it has good movements with it. Um, but kind of the same thing to where, unless you're talking about the expansion that comes out with it, they come out in the earlier of the year. Like you don't hear, hear a whole lot of people talking about it unless you're referencing the expansion or in this case, the video game awards now. So that's, that's kind of why I'm thinking. I think knockout city, even though it came out earlier in the year, you see, you still hear those conversations and the new world does, does have some cons to it, but it also had a lot of pros to it too, as well until this Q server happened and then the update that they the recent patch that they just did like last week or whatever. Nine ball. I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. I mean I love Velheim. I really want to go back and start playing it again. But in this context, Another I feel time. like it's a it's <laughs> about too niche of a genre for a lot of people. I love the game, but it's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea. Um, it takes two. I think it's sort of like in the same vein. I like the game. I feel like it's it looks nice. It plays nice, but I don't think it's gonna take it. Um, Back for Blood um, or Left for Dead, pretty much the same. Besides, it's just Left for Dead with a card system. <laughs> I feel like Knockout City. I actually played it, and it is incredibly fun. You have like different types of balls and stuff you can throw at people. You can catch them, throw them back. I feel like that one should take it because New World kind of was in the same... It kind of came out and it had a very bad launch. A lot of people played it. I've seen a lot of people play it. And then recently they had a bunch of problems with it. And that's where the thing comes in with New World. When did they take this vote? And was it before or after the patch? Yeah. <laughs> if it's after the patch, it's guaranteed out. Because <laughs> <laughs> to be honest... It, it's a disaster right now, and they really need to fix that. Mm. There was but there I'm, was recent news about that. I haven't read it, but I did see recent news to where they said that they're changing things based on player outlash and backlash and everything like that. So they're uninstalling it, is what you're saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nine Ball is going to start off this one, and I want to talk about the. We're going to skip. We only have three more left. There's. Uh, I just looked ahead, and we have three more that I want to talk about. Best debut indie so on here we have the artful escape forgotten city kenna bridge of spirits sable or valheim best debut indie and that in context says for the best debut game created by a new independent studio (laughs) (laughs) um We're going off context. It's Kenna. This is really like the only game I see that might give it a shot is probably Valheim, but it's going to be probably Kenna. Kenna came in with too strong of a launch and mm. it's still talked about. Yeah. Everybody's saying pick it up and go with it. I mean, even if this game had launched at probably 60 bucks, it would still be worth a buy. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, oh, yeah. And mm. launching at forty just it just 
put it in like it already launched a discount area. Ember Labs did a stellar job creating not only a good character and a good starting point, but basically building a good world for it. To where if they want to, they can re-explore it. Or I know right now, I don't think they're really working on it anymore for them right now. Which I can I can agree with. If you ain't got ideas for it, don't don't ruin it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, this is a hundred percent. I'm saying a hundred percent, Kenna. The only other game I see that's even close is Valheim. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, Nine Ball said it all. You know, Kenna. You know, if it was only these, if it was only four of them up there with Valheim, Valheim would have taken it for sure. Because like we, you guys said beforehand, it had such a stellar launch. Like it was so much fun, and just the fact that you can go with multiple people—not just four—you can go with like I think eight or more in there, like in this world, and just have fun, play, and just you know, be Vikings while surviving in this world. Phenomenal. But then Kenna came in and just says, "Hi, everyone," and you're just like sold. <laughs> you know, you just like y- you win. That's all you can say. It's just you win. I'm right there with you guys. No contest. Kenna Bridge of Spirits takes it. Takes the plate, yeah. takes the trophy, take it home. Um, nothing else to talk about there. Let's go to the most anticipated game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a given. That's a given. I think it's going to be Yeah. Good. There's nothing to talk about in this one either. Actually, there is. Uh, no, there's not. So, I know our personal preference would be I will Horizon see you in Knockout City if you dare, <laughs> dare challenge me. I will see well, you in Knockout City. It is a thing. So, we have most anticipated game, which is Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, the Breath of the Wild... Uh, the sequel to Breath of the Wild and Starfield. So it is on you, Mildewy. What what's your take? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. So don't what... get me wrong. God of War is a very good game and has a very good story plot, and I can't wait to see it go on. But in terms of just full exploration, stuff you can do, trials, mechanics, and everything, just from what I've played, I am fully most anticipated waiting for Horizon Forbidden West. I know there's been a lot of talk with Elden Ring. It's definitely one of the top contenders too. But in all of them, it's Horizon Forbidden West. Just because it's got such a beautiful story. It's got a wonderful world. They've got new mechanics that they showed off. Like I, I just I cannot wait for this game at all. Like if Elden Ring and Horizon dropped at the same time, I would automatically buy Horizon oh, of course. right out the door yeah. first. Don't get me wrong, Elden Ring looks really good. We haven't seen much story play for it, but it still has my interest very well because it's very Souls-like from what we've heard. There's a God of War Ragnarok. The story is interesting in terms of the continuation of Kratos and all, and the boy, and going onward, but just... it's. I just have to say Horizon. I just I can't say anything more besides Horizon. I and that's the thing. I'm with you as far as Horizon goes. Like God of War, Ragn- I beat God of War 2018. I beat Horizon. God of War Ragnarok. When I'm looking at it, it definitely excites me for sure. But it just excites me as a sequel to the game I've already played. That's what that's what it does. It's not like a huge. It's a huge title for PlayStation in general because again, that was a, such a great game and it's a great. Uh, segue from what had happened in 2018 inside Ragnarok, so that's good. But as far as like pushing the genre forward, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily put it there. Um, Horizon Forbidden West is beautiful; it looks amazing. I like the mechanics of it. Starfield, we know absolutely nothing about still, 
Um, just the fact, Why fact that, the gang? yeah, just the fact that Todd Howard is going to be uh, working on it in this open world. Space That's why you should pick it. Stuff, but I think I think it as far as when I'm works. looking when I'm looking at this when I'm looking at this I'm actually like like seriously considering it. I do think that more. I think that Elden Ring was just so hype to the point to where when they announced the last or this past, uh, it was like the Summer Games Fest. When Jeff Keeley was talking about it, and you can hear that he couldn't contain his excitement and everything like that, like that blew up the internet. The recent, uh, the recent uh, testing that's went out because I actually uh, submitted to be part of the testers, didn't get it, but I know that other people were able to test into it and they were able to play it, and they were amazed by how it is right now in its current state. And we still have a month to go, two months to go before it even comes out. So. I think that I really do think that the game that's going to be winning most anticipation after looking at all this, I want it to be Horizon Forbidden West, but I think Elden Ring is going to take it. Uh, if not, I wouldn't be surprised if Breath of the Wild Two takes You're it. You're on the wrong train. You're <laughs> on the wrong train. Well, we'll see. Do you? What do you think, there, Nineball? Oh God, I think you're both going to hate me. Um... <laughs> right, you're going Starfield, I know. Are you really going Starfield? <laughs> This definitely—it's one of those ones I'm looking at. Starfield has been sitting over there for a long time. Oh, I'm gonna pause you for a second because the fact that he didn't say <laughs> yes or no, Mildewy, <laughs> says that you just called it out. You just called it. Go ahead. No, 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 no. resume. No. <laughs> a lot of people have been wondering what Starfield is, though. It's not really an anticipated game. They want to know what it is, right? Horizon Forbidden Rest is definitely on the top of my things because it looks amazing. It probably I know it'll play amazing along with God of War, Ragnarok, God of War Ragnarok, and Elder Ring. But I feel like it's the sequel to Zelda. Now I got I've been confused. The sequel to Zelda that's Breath of the Wilds too, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. I was about to say I'm like, cause right now he's falling through the sky. It looks like they're talking about Skyward Sword. And I'm like, yeah. Um, Skyward Sword was not. Uh, yeah, they just, I mean, they just I'm not the huge Zelda person, but like that just was like not a game I wanted to play at all. Yeah, but. I don't think it's actually like I don't think they actually officially uh, Nintendo did go ahead and announce that they're making it, but I don't think yeah, they, they actually, did. I don't think they yeah they announced that they make they're making it this year that like that's not they're at their Nintendo Direct, but I don't think they actually gave it a full fledged title, which is why it says the sequel. Okay, yeah. that's what got me confused. I can definitely see that one, but. I love Horizon, and it pangs me to see Aloy treated like this. Aloy! <laughs> I mean, the graphics, from what I've seen of the new one, they're really going to push the PlayStation 5 and put it as a very strong contender. Probably really go towards pushing it to the next level. I can't wait. And, yeah, I can't either, but Breath of the Wild is basically a staple for Nintendo. Just like, I know Horizon Zero Forbidden West is a staple of the um, PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah, along with God of War, but this is basically the console. Mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will even, I, I tapping onto what you just said. When you hear games that's like a Souls-like game, everyone knows that you're comparing it to Demon Souls or Dark Souls or Bloodborne. So everyone yeah. knows that, that that's what that is. Code Bang. 
Cobain is a Souls-like game. Like, but that's the thing. Like, you would say, you won't say, like, if you say a Souls-like game, your your mind doesn't immediately go to Cobain unless you played Cobain. Your mind immediately yeah. goes to Demon Souls, Souls or mainly. Dark Souls or whatever. That's exactly what uh, uh, platform uh, Breath of the Wild has done. So that now you're out there, if you play a game, you're like, oh, it's very Breath of the Wild-like. You hear that term all the time. It's very Breath of the Wild-like. And that's why mm-hmm. I think, that's one of the things I think that would give Breath of the Wild the edge. But as far as like full on hypeness, I think that El- it's either I, me personally. I want it to be Horizon, but I think it's going to be between Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild too. I can, with those arguments, I can definitely see it because Elden Ring, like you said, definitely has had a lot of anticipation to it, and there's a lot of people talking about it. But the problem is just because I don't know too much about it, and I don't hear much about it. Like I hear just people getting excited. Um, did I you- feel like it's kind of oh. like. It's one of those games where it's like, yes, I'm excited for it, but if I were to talk about a game I'm most excited for, like, truly, like, yeah. sort of, like, getting, like, Elden Ring definitely got me excited to get this new world, this new lore, and this new environment, and just get the good feeling of it. Like, that I'm very excited for. But in terms of, like, getting full excitement of continuing a story, I'm very excited mm-hmm. to continue on the story of Aloy, to get more, to know more, especially after that ending of Horizon mm-hmm. Zero Dawn. Like that ending was like, I, as soon as I saw the ending, I told TVF Abyss, I'm like, bro, there's a second one coming out. There's got to be. This feels very, almost Mass Effectish in a way, the way that we're going in terms of like the ending and all. Like, there's there's more coming. So, Breath of the Wilds um, definitely it has a very cult following, and because you've got a ton of Zelda games out there, it's like one of the staples, like Pokemon for Nintendo, like it's one of the games that's kind of helped keep them going with. And they that's why they released a lot of the old stuff again when they did that um that Nintendo package um uh, with them with that bringing forward the old games, you know. We don't talk like, about that. I I know, I know we're not gonna talk about it, but you know what I'm you know what I'm getting at. Like that's why they put a lot of them in there, is because it's a staple game. Like there's it's got yeah. some following, it's got some really heavy fan base. Like I've got friends who are heavy into the Zelda world. And like they've got like the um, the Warriors of High Rules series, like they were going hardcore into that with all the updates and everything. They've gone into Breath of the Wild's hardcore. Like I've talked to people who've got five hundred hours into the game because it's such an expansion. Can I not wait for a sequel to it? Of course not. Like the, what they've done with this world is fantastic compared to the other Zelda games. But I'm not as hyped for it as I am for Horizon. And, that, so and that's I really does come down to. I think what we're yeah. saying is very much the audience feel. Like, what is the audience feeling? Yes, there's the hype from the groups who definitely want another Souls game to continue on with what they've been like aching for, in terms of with Elden Ring, because you know Dark Souls hasn't continued on. There's a possibility rumors of Bloodborne getting in something else, but we're not sure yet. Um, so it's really filling that void for that group. Um, Breath of the Wild, like I said, it's got its own. Um, it's got its own cult base there. Starfield. We're not going to talk about it because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> um, and then Horizon and God of War really have their their following because they're staples. But in terms of it, I think Horizon's definitely outstep God of War currently. So you've got yeah. three followings here. But I think, in, at least in my opinion, the biggest anticipation I've got is, even though you're not hearing it because we've all been kind of sitting because we know it's coming, we're waiting for it, I feel like it's Horizon. And and I th- and I definitely agree with you on that. Like, I'm, one of the reasons why about me personally, because if I was talking about personal taste, again, it's going to be Horizon. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons why is because Horizon, the first game, was its first entry. God of War has already had 
five or six God Awards before that, and then they just completely revamped it with 2018. I think they had three. They had three. I think they had. I think they had more because yeah, God of War Ascension. You had one, two, three. You. Uh, I think there was a couple more. I know yeah, it was right. on PlayStation. I I know of three because I had cousins who played those. I didn't get too much into them mm-hmm. until the 2018 one because the 2018 one seemed a lot. Well, more no, it was interesting. But I there was like, a God of War Ascension. I'm, Ascension. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's that. But so there's, there's at yeah, least four. four. Yeah, at least four. But yeah, but there's <laughs> definitely a, a couple God of Wars that was out before that. So it's already established franchise, and then you revamp it for a whole new audience in 2018. And it just worked really, really well. So new story. Please too. don't say yeah. that. Continuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's still because it still does take some stuff from the earlier God of Wars, like some of the lore from that, and does bring it to what's going inside 2018. So like, like if you want to know that extra stuff beforehand, you can play the earlier ones, but you don't have to in order to continue on with what they're doing with God of War now. So, um, so yeah. So I definitely think that when you put those two together. Not everyone jumped inside the God of War train, even though God of War before that was already pretty good. Um, but for Horizon, anyone that's jumping inside Horizon is jumping inside Horizon. Like it's because that first one set set the bar for something that was brand new, that was different, open world, everything. Story was great, writing was great, graphics were amazing. All of that like they set the bar already, and then that hype level just carried on over to the next one, which is why. I, if I if you were to ask me as a personal level, I do think it would be Horizon Forbidden West. But on a corporate level, I, I have a feeling it's going to be Elden Ring. Now nah, we're all getting rid of corporates, don't you know? We're taking <laughs> on Activision and Blizzard, so we're getting rid of corporations. What we're not getting rid of is best <laughs> esports game, which is the final topic we'll be talking about today, and that is going to be Call of Duty, Counter Strike Global Offensive, Dota Two, League of Legends, Valorant. We're going to start... Uh, who started the last one? Start with you, Malachi. We'll start with me. End okay. us off. End us, end us off there, Malachi. <laughs> I I honestly think... I think... You know what? I think there's going to be one answer for this, and, I, and there's the only reason, one reason why I'm choosing this one. I think it's going to be League of Legends. And I think it's going to be League of Legends, not just because the game has been pretty consistent for the most part. Like, I mean, yeah, goods and bads and stuff like that. It's been a good ongoing game for all these years. But... The thing that's different about this that versus everything else that's going on is that you have a lot of stuff that's surrounding the League of Legends universe. You have the the fighting game that's going to be coming out. You have the movie, uh, uh, Arcane, that's currently out right now. You you that's have, true, yeah. you, I mean, you have the the Rifts Apart or Rifts or whatever that is, League of Legends. The Ruin King. Ruin King, yeah. yeah. Ruin King's coming out. Yeah. So you have all that that's surrounding League of Legends. So when you look at this, even if it's not necessarily the best esports in general, you look at this, you're like, oh, League of Legends is doing big things. Let's go ahead and vote for that. That's what I think is going to happen. So I think League of Legends is going to take this one. Even though I'm pretty sure they won it before, I think that they are going to uh, take this one. Nine ball. Oh, got it. Um, oh. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think here. I was going to say League of Legends. I might go Valorant. I know it's both Riot Games, because I know this one has a very huge, it's been more of a rising one. I think they're probably going to mix it up. Counter-Strike could be one, because this is also case a very, very dedicated fan base, and it's been going on for years. I want to say League of Legends because of the recent success of Arcane, and that I wouldn't be surprised if it is, but I'm going to go Valorant for this one. No, do we? 
I'm definitely between Counter Strike, Dota 2, and League of Legends. The reason why I'm saying that is because, kind of like Nemo said, Counter Strike's been going on forever and it's got a really huge fan base and player. I still too. watch them every now and again in Counter Strike tournaments. Dota 2 is like almost like one of the original style MOBAs out there. Like, it's old. It <laughs> invented League of Legends. Dota and Yeah, it, it's, it's like the beginning. Of yeah, it literally was. Like, like, the members of Valve, like the makers of Dota, that's what League of Legends is. It basically, they split off and formed Riot Games. Yeah. So, Dota's definitely up there because it's an old, old fan base. League of Legends definitely is up there because it's been, it got going and then kept going. And it's been going. And they've got a very good lore behind their world, too. Yeah. Like, they've been really amping it up in terms of not just a, oh, here's some players, go ahead, and just go in and start beating each other. Like, no, each of these players mm-hmm. has a story. Yeah. A history. There's a connection in all the world between all of these peoples. Like, they put a lot into yeah. it. Yeah. Well, like, I'm going to, oh, if, if I'm going to choose something based on what they're talking about here for, best esports game for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players inclusive of tournaments, community support and content updates irrespective of genre or platform with that in mind I'm gonna have to go with League of Legends because League of Legends has a huge community support, you've got a lot of it and you got people almost like almost gilding up in the game to be completely honest might be, I might need to go with League too I'm saying updates. They do a lot of stuff, and they've recently been doing more because when Arcane came out, they actually announced they were rewriting a lot of the lore to the world. Oh no, they've been doing it. Um, they've been doing it, but they've been doing it heavier now because they're trying to tie everything more fluidly together. I kind of especially with the newer stuff that came out with like the KDA groups and all that. Like they're really just evolving it. So this it, is a game that's in constant evolution. So I'm going to go with League of Legends. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep cutting you off there. Oh, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Um, they actually started that a few years ago. Um, it started uh, watching, because I do actually keep up every now and again with League of Legends lore. And a channel I have, Necrit, I believe is his name, actually spoke a couple years ago. They redid the map. And they, like, re they show, like, the entire world. So they show where the Cursed Isles are, mm-hmm. the... Uh, uh, Serema, Noxus, Ionia, Demacia, Piltover, Zahn. They put all those in there. Even like Mount Targon. They start like rewriting people's lore. Like they rewrote Warwick's. Of course, Vi and Jinx. Well, their lore remained more of the same. It just got more expanded. Yeah. Um, they just recently redid. Um, What's his name? The last person I checked on was um, Fiddlesticks. He's been re- uh, they redid his. Um, Soraka got her lore redone. Oh, nice! About time. She's one of the older um, champions in there. Yeah, so it's Fiddlesticks. Yeah, yeah. Fiddlesticks too. Definitely. I'm glad. I actually um, need to go back and reread his new lore now. Yeah, his old one. I think his old ones. He was like an experiment of like a yeah or something, if I remember right. Yeah. Okay, but you, yeah, maybe right. 
I was saying Valorant because, to be honest, I I was kind of like I kind of want to see a new game win. Yeah, yeah, and that that also <laughs> that's always a factor because when you think about these games, that that's also something that can be put in there. That's why I said before Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator, like it was there last year. And, yeah, I know, and, and I I can't remember if it win or or won or if it didn't win or whatever, but yes, yeah, um, yeah, but that may be right. It's probably going to be League of Legends. And... <laughs> Um, so going on over to the next portion of this, I do want to talk about how people can watch the video game awards. We are planning on streaming it um, uh, when uh, when it does go live. Um, but on here, uh, how you guys can watch it, it does start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Technically, the pre-show is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you guys could be uh, watching it on YouTube, Twitch. Uh, t- uh, looks like Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter as well. Um, or you could go on GameSpot.com, which it says right here. You guys can watch it out there. And then Steam will also be showing events coupled with the Game Awards Festival offering select demos upon upcoming games. With uh, While Oculus or Meta, whatever it's called now, will be offering 180-degree virtual reality experience through the Oculus ven- venues. That's actually kind of cool. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you guys want to tune in with us, make sure you guys are checking us here at Twitch.tv forward slash Gaming. 7 uh 7 p 7 30 is the pre-show but we probably won't be on until closer to 8 so just be on the lookout for that uh a couple hours of that good stuff um i did want to talk talk about there's a couple games that was teased from former developers one was a, a former battlefield developer and one was from a former uh mass effect and dragon age boss so the first article i did get, want to read by eddie mackick from uh GameSpot says Embark Studios, the game studio run by former Electronic Arts boss Patrick Sunderland, is gearing up to share more details on, a, uh, on, on its debut project, Arc Raiders, very soon. Uh, a teaser for the game point to reveal on December 9th, which matches up with the Game Awards events, Twitter page quote tweeted in the trailer, but all confirming its presence at the showcase on Thursday. There isn't much going on, but about seven seconds t- into the teaser, a soldier with a machine gun is firing a giant ball before the screen cuts to black. The reveal, uh, the trailer invites the players to enlist and resist. So there you go. So that's, that's a new game for from them is going to be coming out. And then come, come on over to Games Radar from Connor Sheridan. Talks about be the... Right back. Yep. Talks about the um, former Mass Effect boss making a new game as well. The first game... From Bioware, uh, former the first game from former Bioware boss Iron, Aaron uh, Flynn's new studio is set to be revealed at the Game Awards on Thursday. Flynn dropped the teaser for the announcement on his personal Twitter uh, account, saying that the studio planned to reveal its project as part of the big awards showcase. Uh, most of what we know is the unannounced games coming from 2019 Game Informer interview, where it was framed as an online RPG. Though parent company Improbable has avoided calling it the project the MMORPG, it does seem to be taking aim at the overall uh, part of the game's market. And then Flynn was a longtime Bioware employee who worked his way up from the tool programmer at Baldur's Gate 2 to studio man, uh, to studio general manager during the time of Mass Effect 3, Dragon Age Inquisition, and Mass Effect Andromeda. Flynn left Bioware before release of Anthem in 2018 and soon jo- joined with the Improbable, uh, with Improbable, a gaming and simulation tech company, to lead its foray into games of into North America with an office in 
Ed Edmonton, Canada. So there you go. So we got a RPG style, which looks like it's going to be an MMORPG from a former Mass Effect boss. And then we have a, uh, a, a looks like a shooting game from a former Battlefield developer. So does this news do anything for either one of you guys? No, not yet. I'm the same way. I, I need them more. I mean, it's interesting to see that they're definitely going off and doing their own thing. But until we get more information, see what they're doing, what they're building, and how they're doing it, you know, it's going to be like, you know, best of luck to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the MMORPG game. The shooting, we'll just see what it is because we have so many different types of shooters out there right now. Um, so I'm just kind of curious to see what that will look like. But the MMORPG, that, that always is something that gets me because I've always... I love playing games with my friends. I love being able to go inside a massive world and just be able to get lost in it, have a good time, do whatever. Um, but yeah, but so I'm curious about that one. And also on top of that, it is the former developer of uh our former boss of uh mass effect and dragon age and and like mass effect and dragon age so i wonder if that means that there's going to be choice in that very similar to how other scrolls online works to where if you choose one thing something will happen for you but if i choose one thing it will happen for me in a different way so i'm very curious about that story number two unreal engine 5 reveal so Eddie Mackick from uh, GameSpot says, Epic Games has created a new project themed around The Matrix, and it's coming soon. The Matrix Awakens, an Unreal Engine 5 experience, will be released later this week, but everyone can pre-download it right now for the free across PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X S. The Matrix Awakens off will offer a, quote, glimpse into the future of interactive storytelling and entertainment, end quote, with Unreal Engine 5, according to the production's uh, description. It was developed by people who worked on the original Matrix movie, including Lana Wachowski, uh, and will feature stars of the franchise such as Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. Quote, The Matrix Awakens, an Unreal Engine 5 experience, is a wild ride into the re reality-bending universe of the Matrix that features performances by Keanu Reeves and Carrie uh, Ann Moss. End quote. Reads the line from, the, uh, from its description. A teaser video shows a very realistic-looking CG render of Keanu Reeves saying, quote, how do we know it's real? End quote. More details on The Matrix Awakens will be revealed during the Game Awards this Thursday, December 9th, so keep checking back for more. So, yeah, so I went ahead and downloaded that on the PS5, waiting for uh, this Thursday to happen. I mean, obviously, we'll be re live reacting to it, um, which, again, www.twitch.tv forward slash Gaming. But... Unreal Engine 5. Have you guys taken a clip of this like minute and 30 second video for Keanu Reeves saying saying that? How do we know it's real? No. I've seen a bit, like just like kind of like seen like a small snippet of it, but nothing like I haven't only watched the whole thing if that you're asking. It's mm. more just seems like I mean it definitely to be honest, when they first announced Unreal Engine 5, with what they showed just had me excited mm. for what you know the capabilities are. So they're really really amping it up and it would not surprise me if you literally could not tell the difference unless you really really looked hard at the game you i you know, I, I, I saw i saw it before we went on before we went live and after work it's unreal how realistic this was like if Did you, you look really at have it, to use that it's unreal yeah yeah pun intended it's it's absolutely unreal how this looks like literally i if if, the, if i didn't if they didn't tell me it was cg i would have never known that that was not the real Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Literally would have never known. I kid you not. And and on top of that, 
it's it's not only like it's like he's far away. It's a close up right up on his face. So which that is already hard to nail. They, you know what? Actually, uh, go and tell them about your lunch there, uh, Mildew, uh, Nine Ball. I'm gonna go ahead and pull up a video. We're gonna watch it real quick. What? Tell them about, uh, tell them about your lunch. <laughs> well, what I ate today? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, Keanu I don't much. <laughs> well, it's a pre-rendered though. I mean. I know I sound a bit cynical, but it looks it looks good. I just watched like 15 seconds of it real quick. But this is a pre-rendered photo. It's not really like video game graphics. I mean, yeah, they can make movies look like that. But it's totally different than a video game that has to render at real time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm hoping games look like that. But I probably want to see more of it. I don't really know much about the Unreal Engine 5. I haven't really looked into it or anything. Well, fear no more because I have it. I'm pulling it up right now. Let me know when you guys can see it. Oh, don't do this. Be nice. Be nice. What am I looking at? I'm looking at two squares dancing. Yeah. I'm still looking at those two squares. Oh, that's fine. The do -si -do those are Unreal 5 engines. Are we going to stop it real fast? Oh, that was the graphics right there. And we're going to yep. bring it back up. Bam. <laughs> Watch stream. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can do it. I feel like that guy from Jurassic Park. Push. Push. <laughs> <laughs> little raptor coming out of the A. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Dang it. All right. It's being, it's being poopy right now. All right. We're not going to worry about it. It's fine. But yeah, but if you guys get a chance to check check it out again, it's on uh, YouTube. You can just look it up. Um, definitely looks really, 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 really like crisp. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not expecting like gameplay necessarily to look like this. But at the same time, like you can have those cutscenes and it'll look like that. You can have those just the possibility of how technology is going and how it's moving and how realistic that does look. That is the part that I'm like excited for. Um, Think of Kenna Bridges Spirits gameplay versus their cutscenes, and then think about it if they had an Unreal Engine five aspect to it. Yeah, because that's all it before just, Unreal Engine. It, that's the that's the insane part. It, it would probably be just over the top phenomenal. Like you'd be like, just can can you sell me just the the, the anime scenes? I'll pay fifty bucks for it. You know, just we'll do that on the side. How's that sound? You know, <laughs> it's like it's just that what Ember Labs did would just the current systems with what they could do in five like because there's advanced ray tracings you know meshes like there's a lot in there like i'm with nine ball i haven't gone too deep into it but from what i remember is they're taking it to the next level and i cannot wait to see that on systems but i will have to agree and they i'll have to state in the aspect that it will depend on the systems themselves to be able to handle it and be able to put out that advancement of the graphics. Because it would also depend on the people that use it, how they utilize it correctly. Yeah. It, I mean, that is a big factor is, you know, can they really truly bring out the full effects of the engine? But then it also goes back to, all right, they bring out the engine, but can the systems handle it? Point in case, Cyberpunk 2077. Brought out in a fantastic game and almost bricked PS4s. 
to be fair, that was mm-hmm. again like the, it's a game that has pushed has been pushing technology, and you're trying to play it on like eight, nine, ten year hardware at that point. I understand, but what I'm saying is because yeah, should, you should never go backwards, and that you should yeah, that's what I'm kind of going for is like with newer engines like this with the higher specs capabilities that they can go to, they have to really be careful because if the specs of the console, regardless if they're new and just came out, if they do not have the capability of handling like the full power of Unreal 5, then you're going to have to tone them down. You're not going to get the full amount of, say, of trying to figure out whether or not Keanu Reeves is real or not in there. So it will come down to how well they use it, how they're implementing it, how well it works with the current console technology. I know for games that are being built and coming out with it for PC, it's going to be phenomenal. And we're gonna they're going to be able to run it because PCs are constantly always evolving and people are able to interchange components with CPUs, GPUs, RAMs, and all that. So I really am excited for Unreal 5, but I'm kind of concerned with just the capabilities of combining it with the current console build setups so and what they're going to be able to handle versus what unreal 5 is putting out so i I think that i honestly think that we'll be fine because remember that tech demo from last year that was playing on a ps5 that was like they they have a really good partnership with like xbox obviously will be able to do it too as well but unreal Mm -hmm. has a really good partnership with playstation which is why a lot of their promotional stuff was coming out with that and last year when they showed that demo that looked gorgeous, that was running off of a PS5 before it even came out. So those I, were, if I remember right, those were still or pre-rendered images. So it's kind of like what Nineball said. It's not in-game processing. So we'll have to see really how the in-game processors handle it. The, the Luminous game that they showed that demo, that was in-game. Like the person was moving around and everything. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, she was like walking through the water. They stopped it. They showed the noise that was all around it, and then she jumped and she started like skydiving all the way down to the bottom. Like it was, it was really. I had to share it with you uh, after stream or whatever. But yeah, but it's it was definitely showing what the PlayStation Five could do with Unreal Engine Five as a promotion before it came out this year for developers. The well, for me, it's a totally different issue. The problem has never been the graphics; it's the games themselves. When you look at, look at a lot of these games, I mean, if you go back to, I'm going to use like games like Anthem, of course, Cyberpunk 2077, Fallout 76. Yeah, I'm bringing that up too. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, and recently, Battlefield 2042. The problem's never been the graphics, it's the games themselves. The games have been released in a poor state. A lot of them have good graphics. Battlefield 2042. Out of all the complaints I've been seeing lately, graphics is not really one of them. It's been the game, it's been the gameplay and the issue of the supposed roadmap, the new way of doing it. I was sitting up here and I was thinking while I was talking because I was like, when you look at a lot of the games, like Kenna looked beautiful, of course. Um, even Cyberpunk doesn't look terribly bad. Um, Neither does, um, of course, Battlefield 2042, Battlefield, I mean, Call of Duty and New Call of Duty, they all look good. It's just, it's lately been the amount of glitches, bugs, and other problems, and that would be something I would want to see how they would handle that with Unreal 5. 
the issue of the graphics themselves on the consoles is not going to be a big issue because unlike PCs, I've watched, I was watching, like, I think it was called too much a long time ago, I was talking about that. Consoles are standard. So when you build one for one console, like for one PlayStation 5, you build them from every PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Real, you don't real, have to. Real quick, I do want to interrupt because Pansu had commented in here saying it was real time, but actual games are rarely as great looking as the tech demos are. You are 100% correct. 100% yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just showing the capability of what it can do. And it does come down to, like Mildewy and Nineball were saying, it comes down to what do they do with it when they have it? Like, what develop, what, how are developers use it, utilizing it and inside their games and everything like that across the consoles? I, all I'm saying was that there's the, 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 the possibility, the potential is there because it, oh, yeah. it looks oh, yeah. absolutely awesome. When it yeah, oh, yeah. And I I'm definitely s- have to agree with Nineball, though. It's It really does come down to the developers. And, um, you know, I definitely agree with you, Nineball, and it's a point I did miss is that can the developers use the newer tools that are introduced in Unreal 5 mm. to build a better game? So the errors that they're having in, say, 4 that they're creating with these games that aren't doing well, can is it something that can be solved in 5 or is it something that's going to become worse because of their lack of understanding in terms of 5 and the mechanics and how everything works and its build sets? So I, I definitely agree with them, but it's a very interesting thing to see coming forward like i cannot wait for five to launch mm. but i'm interested to see how people use it it's going to come down to developer use yeah I, th- I think that most developers will have a good grasp on it probably early 2024 yeah. I, th- I think a good couple of years would like i'm not expecting god of war to be in this faction even though i know that they have their own engines anyway i know mm-hmm. that uh i don't think a lot of that Engines are usually started out as Unreal engines, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Call of Duty, all those they put their own, basically alter their their engine. I know, I think Call of Duty originally had an Unreal engine, but turned it into their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying yeah, to think about Battle, it. Battlefield has its Frost engine. Frost yeah, they have the yeah Frostbite. Yeah, there's um, some other ones in there. Uh, Pansu one head commented as well says, "Yeah, and it's also because there's so much more that goes into an actual game than just focus, distilled down tech demo." Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. and this is the true. Facts. Yeah, you know, tech demos more or less just show basics. You know, shows what they can do. Yeah, yeah. and, that, and that's potential. all. That's all. I, that's yeah. That's all I was saying. That's just showing what it can do. Like I'm yeah. excited for it when we get to that point because Last of Us, like when that when I first saw Last of Us for the first time ever. Like, mm-hmm. dude, that get, that looked absolutely amazing. I mean, obviously, now when you look back at it, you're just like, oh, this is what Last of Us looked like back then. But but at that time... To be honest, to me, it, didn't, it still don't look bad today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pantua says, to be honest, I'm also not too concerned about the consoles as such. I mean, just look at something like Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS4 that had yeah. difficult development and uh, released on ancient hardware, and it still looked effing awesome. I, I, yeah, I... Uh, Preaching to the choir, man. I talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake at least twice a week, so feel free. Why? Why? Three times on a good day. Three times on a good week. Um, no, I definitely agree with you. It, it, you know, it, you know, you definitely said Final Fantasy VII Remake, fantastic game, launched on four was fine. We can counteract that though with, like, say, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven that launched on four was terrible. Well, really they, that was that was CD Projekt Red's fault. That's well, no, no, no. That's that yeah. comes back to the developers of the game. Yeah, you yeah. Know, can they implement this stuff correctly? So I definitely agree with you. You can get good stuff 
with it on these systems and be fine, or you can have the bad thing. So it really does come down to that final point of what are these developers going to do? Just Let's imagine Gorilla Studios, Unreal Engine 5, have it mastered coming out with the Horizon Forbidden West in that fashion. How about a Gears of War? Oh, man. Dude, that would, that would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. Not, uh, how about Silent, Silent Hill? Hill. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew that was coming up. I knew that was coming up. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about story number three, which was one that um, I was going to kind of leave off, but I've I've no, I've been talking about it for literally a full year at this point, over a year, which talk about PlayStation Game Pass, quote unquote. Ian Walker from Kotaku says Sony is finalizing a new PlayStation subscription meant to give the platform its Xbox its own Xbox style game uh, Game Pass style service that is tentatively scheduled to launch next spring. Bloomberg reports the current plan is apparently to combine uh, PlayStation's cloud based service uh, gaming service PlayStation Now with the monthly free off- offerings of PlayStation Plus phasing out the former favor of the latter's to pro- uh, more prominent branding. According to internal uh, Sony documents seen by Bloomberg, the monthly fee for this new subscription, codenamed Spartacus, will provide uh, players with the unlimited access to a library of both modern and classic PlayStation games. Kotaku cont- uh, contacted PlayStation uh, or Sony for a comment but didn't hear back before the publication. Much like Xbox Game Pass, the Spartacus subscription will also come in various fa- uh, flavors depending on how much users are willing to spend. The cheapest tier should uh, look a lot like the current PlayStation Plus service. The second tier will add PS4 and eventually PS5 games. And the third tier will offer uh, will offer extended demos and game streaming as well as PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and even PSP libraries. End quote, end story. End quote. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah, chat. no day, no day one releases on the subscription service. For, uh, no sub for me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm indifferent on that one. I'm, I'm half and half. Um, I think that this is a great idea. It won't be day one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think this is a great idea. I do think that they have a good thing going here, and they're heading in the right direction. I am curious of what the price is going to be. Yeah, I know Gravity. I mentioned that inside of our group chat off stream. I am curious about that. If if it's still like what ten bucks a month or whatever, uh, fifteen bucks a month, I'm fine with that. If it jumps up to like twenty five bucks a month, as much as I love PlayStation, I think that's a little much. I think that's a little. That's going to be too much taken out of the, the Nintendo's playbook or what they're doing with the services. Yes, I would love to go back and play my Final Fantasy VII original. I'd love to go ahead and start back Final Fantasy VIII. I'd love to go back and play Legend of Dragoon. I'd love to go back and play the Bouncer on PS2. Like all that stuff, I would love to go ahead and do, but the price has to be right. I'm, I would think the day one releases will be again a nice little perk in there. That's the one thing that I would say would be missing from that. Uh, I don't. Uh, if it's third party, I can see them doing day one day one releases. Uh, outside of that, I don't think any of their first party, like God of War Ragnarok, is not going to be a, a first uh, day one release. It's just not. Um, same thing for any uh, Final Fantasy VII remake part two. It's not gonna be a day one release. I don't mind spending the money on it. I love these games, but if you want to combat what Xbox is doing it directly, like I know there's still some games that's on Xbox Game Pass that's Game Pass that is day one, but the quality is not exactly there just yet. We're starting to see that. Forza Horizon Five is a day one. That's quality. Um, Back for Blood is half and half. 
<laughs> um, I, I liked it. I definitely enjoyed it. But but again, like I think that's quality to what what it is. But when we start getting to some stuff like uh, like uh, what's it called? Um, Redfall and Starfield and stuff like that. That's when we're start getting those quality level games that would rival Sony games on day one. He says, I honestly wish Sony had a service exactly like Microsoft does with day one releases and PC version. I'd play more of that than I am Game Pass, but as it stands, I would probably uh, get pass. All of Microsoft games are day one. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm still kind of curious. Like, I don't think it's ever been confirmed as far as how long they're going to be on there since it says it's, it's a Netflix-style service. But again, with my, I, I would assume anything that's Microsoft Studios is going to stay on Game Pass indefinitely. As long as you have Game Pass, you have the game. Um, uh, yeah, I agree that some of these games are more appealing, which is why I would pay more. Yeah, I don't I don't mind. I'm, I'm that type of person that if I can own the... If it's a movie, take video games out of it. If it's a movie that I love and it's on Netflix, I'm still buying the DVD. I'm still buying the Blu-ray. Because that can leave the services at any point. But that DVD Blu-ray is mine to keep, period. Like, I have it for generations and generations until it breaks. And then I'll probably buy it again. So that way I even have it for extended services. Um, companies could go under at any moment. But if I, as long as I have the hard copy and still the console, I'm good to go. Amen. Uh, yeah, uh... Yeah, Microsoft published stuff set, stays pretty much forever. Third-party stuff comes and goes, yeah. And yeah. and that's kind of what I thought, and I figured that that's what it was going to be. And if there's any service, a subscription service that's out there that's likely to stand and not go bankrupt or out of business, it is going to be something that's developed by Microsoft, <laughs> one of the wealthiest companies in the entire world. Um, But, yeah, but, I, but even with that being said, I still, like, I would like to see day one uh, per, uh, purchases on Sony, and I know that they're still talking about it, so that that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. But I find it very unlikely that it would happen. Um, your guys' thoughts? Um, oh, <laughs> it depends. Like you said before, the pricing makes a big difference. If you're going to go with the, if you're going to go against the big kids, you better swing hard. Let's just he they have to come in with a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. And they may have to do day one because if Microsoft decides to fight back, I told you before about how much money Microsoft's got. Mm-hmm. Xbox itself, the business, counts as one percent, and it's part of the other category in Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, that's how much money Microsoft's got. Bill Gates, they got so yeah. much money they can start paying their gamers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they can hand everybody a... <laughs> an annual <laughs> check. This is for paying it's... Halo. <laughs> pretty much. Good lord, the amount of people who played Halo multiplayers. Yeah, it's staggering. It's, it's a good. It's a good game. It's a good game. I, I it's fun. It. It's, it's hectic and it's kind. Of, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But they have to do that. My other problem is how would they do the older? I'm seeing PlayStation, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, and PlayStation Portable. I have quite a bit of games I loved, but they were not really PlayStation 4. There's some PlayStation 3 games. There's a PSP games, of course, you know I love. And there's some classic PlayStation games. How will they run? Will they upgrade the graphics? Will they leave them at 720 or real small? And will you have to stream? Right now, PlayStation Now, I believe, 
has yeah, it's certain games you can play straight out. And all the, other all games, the games you, you can play, play straight out, uh, except for PS3 games, you have to stream that. Yeah, you have to. I would prefer to whatever. I still would prefer to be able to if I'm gonna play them. I prefer to be able to download them. Same in order to play them. Because I played before, I believe I was over at my sister's house. Uh, the kids have PlayStation now. Mm-hmm. And I was playing certain games, and we did have some connection issues. Now, they have really good internet. It's not their fault. It's just sometimes it's just an issue with that. So I'm really worried. I mean, I'm glad that they're putting it in there, but like, like we're reiterating price. If you're going to go high for the high tier one, you better put the ex- exclusive first party titles in there. I, I would like one. that too. Yep. I would I would absolutely do. Yeah. yeah. If, I would love if that. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah. And they better and they have to price it right. You cannot do like you said, twenty five, thirty dollars a month for that, because that's basically a cable channel. Mm. I, and it won't do well. If they include because again, Sony owns Control and Funimation, if they include that as well, I'd be all for that. Like, I know they're not going to, but I'd be all for that if they did. Well, it's not even that because, like I said before, that's a niche, sort of a niche thing. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, I love my my anime, so don't get me wrong, but not everybody that plays video games. I have quite a few friends of mine. They don't really watch anime. They're not fans of anime. They like their shooters and other games, but they don't really watch anime, so... Funimation crunchy to them is not a make or break deal. True, but, but the well, anime. Go ahead. Yeah, but for anime fans, it is because mm-hmm. that's a very it's a niche or a targeted audience. Kind of like you ever heard of Shutter? Yeah, yeah, it's like that. They're like that. It's very focused towards that particular group. Yeah, and yeah, uh, Pansu just he made a, a couple comments here. He says, "Yeah, but Sony will not uh, put in the effort to develop the PS3 emulator. They totally could, but that'll probably be somewhat costly." You're again, you're, you're speaking, you're speaking facts here. You're speaking facts here. I'm, li- I'm liking this conversation. Yeah, but here, think about it, including, got, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say he says on here, including it, could, uh, including it, could it get them into anime? Which honestly. Anime has became a lot more mainstream over the years. Like back in the day, we uh, I put out a little meme out there where, where it said like uh, everyone was making fun of me when I was a kid uh, for uh, watching anime, and they're like, "No, uh, you weren't weird for like an anime. You were weird for trying to do their special attacks during recess." Like that, like it was it was that that was What's weird about that. I should know KO kids someone. Come on, <laughs> yeah, my dear. But but yeah, but I'm just saying in general, like anime, just like video games, actually as well, has came a very very long way, and mm-hmm. now it's becoming more mainstream to where you're starting to see animes more regularly inside movie uh, inside movie theaters. Like before, you saw back in the day when I was like middle school or in high school, I think the only anime movie that was in theater was Pokemon. Like the Pokemon movie, and I think that was like it. Ooh, I can date Pokemon myself. <laughs> you know, I'm going to date myself. Date it. It was like a little neon. It was like back when I was a kid. It was like only one theater they used to do it. It was like the neon theaters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And back when I was a kid, Akira was in the neon theater. Oh <laughs> man, he went all. He went yeah. beginning world people. Yeah, he says Ghibli, Ghibli films. films yeah, yeah. Ghibli is. I definitely would agree. In my opinion, they're definitely anime, and they're in there. Like Ghibli is one of my favorite series. 
like it, with all their with their films. They're so good, so good. But I know there's been some people who've kind of argued that it's like I've heard some arguments where people are like it's not anime because it was made by you know Sue Ghibli who's here and works with Pixar and blah 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 and all that. And they're, I'm like, get off your horses, guys. Like it's anime. Mm. It's beautiful, is what it is. Um, it's fantastic. Um, uh, definitely, Pansy. Though, thank you for joining in the chat with us. We appreciate it. Oh yeah, it's absolutely anime. No, I agree. It's absolutely anime. This, this, this is, is this is my guy, right here. guy or gal. This, this is my person right here, Pansy. Definitely, you're, you're all right with anime. Malachi Thirty Six. No, I agree <laughs> completely. And I told all of them to shut up and get out. You know, because they ain't enjoying good stuff. But um, no, yeah. like you know, just I definitely. I'm curious to get the final aspects of it. I know we've got some information here about tears and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely agree with you guys. We want to know more details, especially with the older games. Like, how are we going to do that? Because you better not pull Nintendo on us where it can't save because it doesn't recognize an N64 save file format. You know, <laughs> it better not do that shit. Um, in terms of your comment, Panzu, about an emulator, there's emulators out there. So I was about to say they that. Yeah. Easily, they easily can yeah, probably I mean, just reach out to someone. They can probably reach out to some groups and say, hey, yeah. you know, can we talk? You know, can we do some deals? You know, because I'm like, there's emulators out there for. PS1, PS2, and PS3, because even PS1 started as a disc. Yeah. So it's still something that people can still emulate on something that can run a disc, which is PCs, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's emulators out there for them, and I'm pretty sure that they can get their hands on something or talk to someone and get some groups in there to really build one. It might be expensive, but it's probably well worth it, especially when you can get that capability of being able to save it and save those games locally onto a system or even a PC. Yeah. You know, if they get a PC access like that, would even be even better. I think um, it should be able to save on a PS5 if they do it. Five PC or a cloud. Yeah, cloud. They'll save on the PS Cloud, so you can access on either of the systems. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the tier system I kind of like because you can still just say like, if you don't want to do the pass, you can definitely just still do your standard monthly, right. which is nice. You, it doesn't make it you know one or the other. And then you got the tiers going up to where you look at it, it's like, do I want to go up to that next step? And I've seen a lot of sites do that. Like, do you want to do the normal membership? Do you want to do the premium memberships? You know, or the more advanced memberships? Like, I've seen the tier options go for those. So it's really good. Let's see here. Banjo says, well, PS3 architecture is weird. It would be easier for Sony to do it than another group because Sony has a documentation, but it would still be costly. I know there is one. PC made with fans, but I don't think Sony will bother. I mean, you're right. You know, it really depends yeah. upon what their thought process is and how they want to go about it um, in terms of either building their own, reaching out to someone. Um, you're definitely right. They are fan-built ones, but a lot of times fans will pretty much data mine to get this stuff and be able to build something good. Um, now, you're here's, right. here's absolutely what, could, but probably wouldn't. Here, here's what uh, I will say in, in reference to everything you guys are saying is that now we do keep in mind PlayStation for their uh, their Steam library stuff. It's no longer PlayStation Mobile. It's PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I think it's like PlayStation PC now. They're trying to get inside the PC game. So it's possible light at the end of the tunnel, but we'll have to wait and see. Norm, it's, not, it's, out, it's outside the norm for them to care for something like this. I will say that. Um, it does. It yeah. does. Is that, is that outside the realm of possible of, of the normal possibilities that they normally would do? But with the brand changing and you're starting to see more games come to PC. Yes, there are select games, but you are seeing some more of them come to PC. It's a possibility. You never know. And Panzer is like the fans reverse engineer. I'm like they do. Like the fans, <laughs> like those hardcore fans will be out there, and they will reverse engineer stuff and like go into it to get codings and everything to able to get stuff to make it work like they do that even nowadays with old games that won't run on the newer 
Windows systems, yeah. like the, to get them onto it, because you know the old formats have like just like that bit of coding that just doesn't work anymore in the newer one. It'll happen. Like, I happen. just want Bloodborne on PC. Yep. Fans do. I am one hundred percent with you there. I've heard the rumors. I want them to do it. Bring me some Bloodborne on PC so I can just get everyone involved and we can go have a good time. It's gonna you know, happen. Give it to us. Give it to us, man. It's we on need the it. play- yeah. It's on the PlayStation Plus collection. Uh, so you already have it for free on PS Five. It's 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 gonna happen. It's gonna end up coming to PC. I know that. I feel like that's gonna be the the the, the normal uh, trend there. Um, we shall all fear the old blood. <laughs> oh, fear it and love it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do want to throw a, a few quick little tidbits here. Um, we're not going to go over each story because we are running over today. Um, but it's all good con- uh, conversation for sure. Um, <laughs> PS5 does have some scuff controllers that's currently out. They are pretty pricey according to the Kotaku article here. Um, Final Fantasy and Walker has uh, has more concurrent players once again, um, which is happy for me because I love Final Fantasy fourteen and and it's doubled. Uh, it says it's reaching its peak. Concurrent players on Steam last weekend reaching its peak of ninety five thousand players according to the Steam database. Yep, and that's why yep. we was playing. That's what I was playing. I we was stranded deep the other day because yeah, me I was, uh, uh, <laughs> I was gonna get on fourteen. It was like I was in Q six thousand. I was like, you know what. I was at three thousand. I was at three thousand at one point. Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, Mildew, like, you want to play some Stranded Deep?" I'm like, "Sure." I'm like, "He's like, I want to play Final Fantasy." I'm like, "How's that going?" He goes, "Oh, there's six thousand in queue." Yeah, I'm yeah. like, "Yeah." Panzu's <laughs> like, and let's see here, and that is just on Steam. There's two versions on PC, Steam, and Windows. That plus the console version. Yeah, yep. yeah. I was a, yeah, I was I on the PS5. Yeah, I was on the PS5, and I was at three thousand from when I tried over the yeah. weekend. I, I, had I think I watched like I was at six. I think that <laughs> yeah. remember when I told you uh, Mill Dewey Care I was watching uh, Darling and the Franks over the weekend. Yeah, that that was part of the reason why is I was waiting for the queue <laughs> to go to that go doesn't down. Surprise me, that doesn't surprise me at all. Like, and you know, you're right, uh, Pandu. That's just saying Steam. Like, you're not counting on Windows on you know PlayStation. Like, it, it's it's a huge community, especially after you know the stuff that happened with WoW and all <laughs> the the giant migration. So there's it doesn't surprise me that Ed Walker is just killing it right now. Yeah, you know? I, I if you bought stocks for Ed Walker ahead of time, you know, congratulations, you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely proud of what Final Fantasy 14 has done with the franchise from where from where it was a crap show beforehand, just turned it all around. Absolutely proud of them. Um, you said X- stonks. They said stonks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Xbox Game Pass is revealing four games at Video Games Awards this uh, Thursday. So once again, we'll be streaming that live. Um, 750 is probably when the stream will go live for us. Uh, but the actual event itself will happen at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Walmart is restocking PS5s tomorrow for uh, Walmart Plus members and this Saturday, which is the 11th. So if you guys are trying to get yourself a PS5 and be part of that ecosystem, Walmart is the place to be at. I have strategies because I've been able to get, uh, I, I'll, I'll say this braggingly, I am saying this as being informative that I know that I, I can get a PS5. Come across me, Master. Hey, let's do it. Let's go. Frontiers. Let's go. All day. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, but uh, back the goodies. Yeah, I've been able I've been able to get P, uh, six PS5s this year, an Xbox Series S and X, my bad, and a uh, Steam Deck. Um, all with this strategy that I have. So if you guys are in anyone that's listening on Anchor, Spotify, uh, YouTube, whatever, if you guys have, are trying to get a PS5 or a next gen console in general, I should say, hit me up in the inbox and I'll give you guys my strategy of how I do it. It's not illegal. It's just I don't think a lot of people think about it. There you go, Chrono Cross. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, like, I had to find the old, yeah, the old. Yeah, yeah I still got the disc. The, I still got the book for the thing, man. It's still in there. Oh, <laughs> I said, let, 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 let me pause for that. There was a certain charm that came with those games that have like a little booklet inside and tells you the character descriptions. I used to love my Final Fantasy VII like booklet telling me about Cloud and Sephiroth as a secret file and stuff. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> uh, plus games are currently out. So if you guys missed the November plus games, they're sun gun sun. They're gone and done. They're broken and gone. Whatever. Um, and what's up right now is the Godfall Challenger Edition. I miss booklets so much. Yeah, I agree with you. No school like the old school. Um, Amen. The Godfall. Wow, we just dated ourselves. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Godfall Challenger Edition. There is Mortal Shell. And then the Lego uh, villain game. Lego DC super villains. Thank Get you. It right. Stop Thank hating. You. I am hating. Uh, that used to be a big part of the experience for me. I would read them before starting the game. Yeah, that's you would yeah. just read it on the drive home. You know what I mean? Like, that was it. You just open it up, start to read about the characters. Get to look up the controls early. Like, that was the way to do it. Sometimes there's now you just got Now you just got to read the back of a case. Or actually, now you don't even get it. Now you just, like, just download the game directly digital and just get the space synopsis and that's all you got and then you have to play the game to figure everything out mm-hmm. no love in the ghetto alright and that actually does it for us on all things gaming for episode 76 um, remember this normally Thursday nights are smite nights for us but this Thursday night we are going to be streaming we're going to be live reacting and watching the uh, the uh, video game awards for 2021 seeing if some of our predictions come true I know one of mine's not coming true we already talked about that earlier in the show uh, but I can still get points for Saints Row coming out, and I can still get points for a gameplay trailer. That's all it is. Uh, live, live yawn. Live let's be real. We'll see. We'll see. We have we have a pretty good time just know. hanging out on that one. So we'll see if they even if it's yawning with what they're giving. We still have fun just talking shit about the yawning that they're giving. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Drinking our raised energy drinks. We did that with like like what was that? I think we did the Xbox one. We're just like, what the hell is this? Oh, the trebuchet. Trebuchet. Yeah. <laughs> no, the trebuchet video sent shit. All right. That was the main. That was the highlight. All right. My bad. My bad. Come on, Microsoft fight, aren't you? <laughs> oh, that's the best thing. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll be watching too, but yeah, it's usually kind of just bad. Yeah, we'll see because I mean, because remember, two years ago they did reveal the Xbox Series X at this event, and then last, like I'm in it for the trash. I'm in it for the, yeah, <laughs> in, it for the in it for the winning. Um, yeah, and then we are having a nine to five segment that's going to be coming up here momentarily. I think we're going to aim for the 18th. Um, I will keep you guys posted about that as I talk with my colleagues concerning this. But yeah, but again, in the immediate future, right now, uh, all things game or. Our v, uh, VGA live reactions happening this Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, followed by All Things Gaming next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Thanks for co- hanging out. Pansu, shout out to you. First time chowder and hanging out with us. We appreciate you for sure. Uh, if you want to hang out with us online again on uh, Thursday, we're here, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, until next time, everybody, control alts. Complete. Complete. Peace, love, and hair grease. Really? You gotta love it. You gotta love it.